Welcome to the podcast of Outpouring International with Scott and Marla Sheely, where you can expect prophetic encouragement, engaging guests, and the Word of God. Love God, love people. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everybody. This is Scott, and I am so glad you're here together with us on a, another podcast of Outpouring International. And um, I've brought back a, an old faithful friend of mine that has been on here with us before, John Dunlap. Hey, John. Hey, Scott. It's so good to be with you and share the good news of the gospel. That's right. And this is a, a long distance, longer distance call than the last time we did this because John moved to Pennsylvania and uh, to be closer to his kids and his grandkids and all the things. And uh, yeah. so, so we're happy to be able to still connect. Uh, technology's awesome, and uh, we love using it to glorify God. And, Amen. Uh, and so, uh, to bring that full circle, you and I both got to by well, me by the way of technology. I guess you sat in front of Jim Baker live, but um, there's a preacher named Jim Baker with one K that. Um, has a message that he put together out of his life experiences that's that 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 is basically like this um Jesus only heals unworthy people <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just love that and uh so uh let's just talk about that for a little bit. you know one of the biggest i think uh snares of having faith in God and that the world watches the church is that we really don't demonstrate what we believe. Um, yeah, you know, we tell everybody God heals. We we tell everybody God provides and He saves and He delivers. And then when you look at the church, a lot of the church is sick and dying. And uh, that, just as that, a matter of fact, also, yeah. Also, I think that another thing the church does is they want to add to that. They want to add on to you know they they go well Jesus does if you yeah <laughs> you know if you do this or if you do that or if you stop this or if you stop that. And what's amazing is Jesus didn't do any of that. Right. Uh, you know, because of our powerlessness, we've had to come up with excuses. And yeah, and we explain away why it is that we weren't powerful enough to heal somebody else or why their faith wasn't enough to receive healing. And, and oh, maybe it's just God's uh, not doing that right now and we'll just wait for him to wake up and want to do it. And, uh, man, there's just a, a whole bag of lies that has snuck into our church culture to explain away a lack of the demonstration of the power of God. Um, yeah, well, we, we want to blame people, or you know, because no one wants to blame God. So we want to blame people for why they didn't get healed. <laughs> yeah. And all that does is create more shame, more separation, and it paints an untrue picture of our loving God. Yeah. And it, and it really is a, a horrible thing to, to have a perfect loving God that, that loves us while we were still his enemies that died for us when we didn't deserve it. That's where the unworthy part comes from. We're not worthy yeah. of it. We didn't, we're not worthy to receive anything from him. But then when we do receive the gift of life and the gift of salvation, then we misrepresent him after that and say things about him that are wrong. Here we are. Yeah. We're his kids whom he died for. And 
And we said, oh, hey, God, I, I realize I need you. Can I come into your family? And he goes, yeah, come on in. And then we're out in the playground of life, and we're telling all of our friends lies about the God that just let us into his family. Yeah. And it's just, yep. you know, it just grieves my heart. I know it's probably not a real fun thing for God to hear either, but, you know, I've, I've found myself meditating on this uh, the last few weeks, and I just started weeping and crying about the the way we have dumbed down the uh, the grace and the power of God. Yeah. You know, I remember the, the story of the rich young ruler, Scott. Yeah. And he says he went away. He went, he walked away. And they, they, the disciples asked him, well, well, if he, who can be saved then? If, if, if this guy who was, you know, a pastor of a church uh, back, you know, a, a, a synagogue, how, how, how can we, and this this is an incredible answer Jesus gave, with man, it is impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Get over it. You can't make it happen. <laughs> I know. Right? I mean, it's the same, and it's the same thing in with anything that deals with God, because he's God, right? I mean, it just yeah. kind of, like, like we should have to say this even, that... That when when God works in the spirit realm, God is spirit, and he he does supernatural things, which means outside of the realm of the natural. And so, of yeah. course, almost there's there's nothing that we can see except for the maybe the things that He created that we get to touch and be blessed by. But you know, it's it's impossible for us to come up with a way. To, to represent God out of our human nature, out of our out of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do. Anytime we add anything to the gospel, what we're saying is Jesus didn't finish it. Yeah. I Ooh. mean, we've got to ask ourselves, when did Jesus, when he said it is finished, did he mean it? Yeah. And if not, I, I, I've asked people, they go, well, blah, 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 you know, sin or this or that or the other. And I said, I asked them, I said, well, when is Jesus coming back to hang on the cross again? And they get all offended. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. if the only way our sins are going to be forgiven is by the blood of Jesus, either he covered it and it's finished, or he didn't. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. It's yeah, finished. that's a and that's a quote out of Isaiah, and and in that quote out of Isaiah is, is there's a Christian term called the atonement. So yeah. whatever Jesus paid for on the cross is is inside of what what is called the atonement, and a lot of denominations that used to be walking in signs and wonders and miracles have decided uh, because of a change of. Uh, leadership and all kinds of things and to to explain why why they're not seeing miracles in their churches anymore they 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 have decided that healing is not in the the atonement that and I'm like how can you how can you read the bible like you just quoted Isaiah a quote 750 years before Christ was born he was announcing yep. what Jesus would pay for on the cross and then yes. and that's that's just the old testament i mean the new testament's loaded with 
explanations of of what Jesus paid for. I mean, you can't read Romans chapter six and not walk away going, "I've my freedom's been paid for, and there's nothing I can add to it." My Absolutely. my salvation has been given to me by Jesus's love, and I didn't deserve it. My healing that, was paid yeah. for by that same thing. Everything that is good and acceptable and pure and holy, we get to have it because of the cross. And so you can't. There's no way you can take healing out of the atonement, out of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, absolutely. That is one hundred percent. Absolutely true. And what we know is, is that same word that is translated save is also in the Greek translated heal. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's, you, you can't, <laughs> it's like, it's like saying, you know, I, I want to drink a water, but I don't want it to be wet. You know, yes. I, I mean, you get, you get both. I mean, you're going to have water and your mouth's going to get wet. I mean, go on. They go together. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He he came to deliver, to set free, to heal, to pay the price. That word salvation covers all of those things. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And it demonstrates the love that God has for us. And we sell short the love of God and put burdens on those. What did Jesus say? He says, he says you put burdens on people that they cannot carry. And you don't lift a finger to help him. Yeah, and he was talking to and, the re- religious leaders of the day when he said that. Yes. And so and Jesus said, what did he say? He says, come to me, and my burden is easy, and, and my load is light, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And and, uh, uh, and, yeah. and that and then that brings us to one of the main points that, that Jim had in the, in the sermon that I listened to. Uh, you got to hear him live at a different place, but he said that, it was self-righteousness that was the one of the biggest hurdles that the church has in receiving the grace of healing. Yes. I mean, yes. and so where does that come from? Why 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 are we self-righteous? Why do we think uh what is that, John? What what's that hurdle? Well, I think it it it, it comes back all the way back to the very first lie. You have to do something to be like God. Yeah. Right? Right. What, what did the devil say? He says, if you would do something, then you would be like God. And God said, I created you in my image, in my likeness. You're already there. <laughs> before you did before you did one thing good or one thing bad. You yeah. were already there. Yeah. Because I love you, and I, I created you to pour my love into you. Yeah, and so and the, that, yeah, and the devil doesn't come up with any new tricks. He's just no. Nope. It's the same lie. He's saying, okay, uh, in order to get healed, here's or be a healer. You know, we we teach people that, you know, if you've got Jesus Christ in in you, and we do if we're saved then you're anointed because he's the anointing. And all we have to do is give it away to people and they'll get healed. And so we teach people to heal folks in the streets and in churches, wherever. And yet, uh, either whether you... And what are we doing? We're giving away the love of God. When we're healing people, we're not just healing them. We are giving them the love of God. That's right. But I was, I was going to say, uh, when we're headed to do that, the self-righteous lie would say, 
hey, John, you're going to go to Mexico on a missions trip, and so you need to fast and pray, and you need to read all the healing scriptures and get ready so that you can heal. Yeah. And and it's it's not a, it's not a complete lie because the the word of God is the truth of God and and it, yeah. and, it and it builds our faith but if we believe that we need to do it in order for God's blessing to come on us so that we yeah. can do it now we've yeah. entered into the realm of self-righteousness and so it's a tricky lie uh, it is and it goes back again to the very first thing that happened he said, "Did the, Satan said, did the enemy? Did God really say? And if he can get you to start questioning God, yeah. then he's already won. Yeah, he's already won yeah. because he's questioning the very character of God. And in that, we start saying, well, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. And, and then pretty soon, we just we just don't know. We don't know anything then." Yeah, because we started questioning the very root of this is what, and God has over and over and over again said His will for our life. And Jesus healed them all. all, and and when we study the life of Jesus, Jesus Himself said, "If if you can see Me, then you've seen the Father." And yes. so what what He was saying is is the way I lived is is the way the Father expresses Himself, the way He makes decisions the, the way he acts just look at the life of Jesus and so one of the one of the things that you cannot find in any of the healing accounts of Jesus was uh uh you have to you have to be perfect before I can heal you 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 have to have uh you know everything's got to be straight and in a row and I'm going to I'm going to check and see if if you've met all the requirements so that you, there's, there's no story like that. None. It just says, Absolutely I mean, not. there's multitudes. I mean, I'm talking whole hillsides and cities, small villages full of people packed around Jesus. And the Bible says he healed them all. Yeah. I mean, and didn't, he didn't require one thing from them except to believe. Yeah. And, and the, our job, is to say yes and thank you. That's it. <laughs> and I love that. Uh, and so we want we want to to talk about this so that so that when you get ready to go minister and lay hands on the sick and see them recover, you won't think that you have to be approved or yes. have permission or or meet some kind of hierarchy. You know position you know like you have to be called pastor this or reverend that or i mean there's all these rules that man have put on on people to steal the gift of of righteousness you know absolutely what did we do to earn righteousness nothing what what could we do to make us even more righteous than we are now absolutely (laughs) nothing there's not and so, and, and yeah, yeah, and I love the one of the stories that, that Jim Baker told. He said that a guy came and he told me he had cancer, and he goes, he felt like, ah, oh, man, I'm not prayed up. So he says, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fast, I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna do this and this and this, and and we'll pray tomorrow. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> and the guy, the day came, and he stuff got going on, and he he ate, and and he didn't pray, and he didn't set aside any time, and 
the guy shows up and and he's like, oh, he just sank. He's like, oh, he goes, and it was like God said, well, you can you can tell him all the excuses why, or you can just love him and pray for him, and 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 see what I do. And God healed him. He did. He had to pray for him several times until he got over himself, but he, he the guy got healed. And, uh, yes. and it was exactly the scenario that I'm talking about. The man who had the disease, the sickness, was at work, and an atheist found out that he was hurting and said, well, why don't you ask your God to heal you? Like ta- yep. taunting him. And so this man, in desperation, in order to not have a bad mark against God and and him being a part of it, went to this pastor next door and said, will you pray for me? And, uh, yeah. and that's, that was Jim's, uh, uh, aha moment where he found out that it, there wasn't anything that he could do to win more power, uh, by, by being perfect in his life. That's right. Because it's, it's all already there. All the things that we do are for us. Yeah. <laughs> none of those things, <laughs> none of those things sway God, none of those things move God, none of those his his heart is already fixed on loving you. Yeah, his hand is his heart open. Is already, yes, that was another thing he already, said. Jim said his. It, it, we 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 have this idea in our minds that we have to do something or pray a certain way in order, f- and when we do, then God's hand will open toward us. Then yeah. we'll get what we ask for. Well, God's hands already open before we even ask. He's, he, yeah. <laughs> he never closes it. Well, what did John the Baptist and Jesus both, the very first things they say when ministry began, when, when, they, when Jesus' ministry started, yeah, they said, repent. They came and they said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that word repent means to think differently. Yep. We've got to start thinking different yep. than what we used to think. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and if it's at hand, that means healing is at hand. Yeah. That means prosperity is at hand. Yeah. That means all the gifts, all the gifts of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. When? Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, there was another thing that I remember Jim Baker saying that uh, in the Old Testament, in order to... Uh, come before God and have our sins forgiven, there had to be a sacrifice. And so if you if you could afford to bring a, a spotless lamb, um, then you brought the spotless lamb to the priest, and the priest inspected the lamb, and if the lamb was pure and spotless, then he, your sins were forgiven. Yeah. And the, the, pi- the, the picture is, is that the priest didn't inspect the sinner. Yes. He didn't inspect yeah. the man. He didn't inspect the man's family or his wife or his yes. kids. He he didn't <laughs> check to see if the guy was worthy <laughs> enough to receive uh uh forgiveness. He he inspected the sacrifice, the lamb. Well, yeah. in in case you missed the that whole story, Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. Jesus yeah. is the one that came and laid down his life as a perfect man on earth without sin. And he, when God looked at him and said, yep, he's perfect, you're all forgiven. And so That's when, what John said right off the bat, wasn't it? <laughs> Behold the Lamb the of Lamb God, of God. takes away the yeah, sin come on. of the world. Woo! 
Hallelujah. Behold. I mean, everybody right now just needs to behold him anyway. He's awesome. His power is still the same as it was when he when he when he rose from the dead. When he he's sitting at the right hand of God, ruling and reigning right now. I mean, and he's interceding for us. He's praying for us. I mean, behold him. He's still the, he's the he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the exalted king. I mean, he, he's yeah. all, all of that's there. I mean, go ahead and behold him now too. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Powerful, powerful yeah. change of thought right there. And this is where repentance has to take us is to start thinking differently first about God. Then once we start seeing God differently, we're going to start seeing ourselves differently, Scott, yeah. because when we see how God is, then we see how God looks at us. And when we see how God looks at us, he's a God who's got his arms wide open. Yep. To both give and receive us and all that he has given to us. Yeah, and, and there's a freedom in that. I mean, there's a rest in that. There's a there's a safe place in that. And uh he told he told a, a, a another way to look at this is that have you ever noticed that it's easier to pray for somebody else and bless them than it is to receive a blessing on yourself? Yes. And, and the reason the reason why is is we know everything about ourselves, and we yeah. judge ourselves as unworthy to receive. And yeah. then when we yeah. pray for somebody else, we love them, and we think, well, of course Jesus wants to touch them, and you you partner with God, and you go ahead and uh, step into faith and take a risk, and you lay hands on them and command them to be healed in Jesus, and they get healed. But then, yeah. and I confess this myself. I'm like, I, I want, I know, I know all of that. I've seen people healed of all kinds of things, and then, and then I go to God, and I'm like, well, why am I not getting healed? Yeah. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it's like, well, it's because we know everything about us. And he, yeah. and he said, so, he said it kind of funny. He said, well, if you knew everything about that person you were praying for, you'd go like, no way. They, you know, they could, you know, <laughs> there's no way, you know, because yeah. uh, yeah. he, he's a real super funny guy. But uh, so don't do that. Don't judge yourself according to the lie of the devil. You know, he's tricked yeah. us into thinking that there's uh, that that God is keeping score somehow. <laughs> It says that we are to look at no man any longer after the flesh. Mm. <laughs> that would include. That would have to. <laughs> that would have to include us, right? Yeah. Look at nobody after the flesh. So, oh man, that just covers all of the things we just talked about. Yeah. So we just want and to encourage. We're we supposed to have our eye on God. We're supposed to be we our... uh, uh, looking at Jesus, who is the author and the finisher, the the beginner and the finisher of our faith. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And in that, He is the prototype of who we are. Jesus laid aside His power. He was still all God. He laid aside His power and came to earth as a man born of a woman and lived his life like you and me yeah he did dependent on the holy spirit to speak to him and through him yeah 
just like you and me. Everything he did was a was a, a was demonstration a of how to live. <laughs> yep, he yeah. was the demonstration of what a man who is in right relationship with God can see happen. No, we are not the saviors of the world, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, God. yeah, me I don't too. want that weight on me. Right? I don't need that. I'm weight glad on Jesus me. did but, that for us. Yeah, yeah, but everything else, He has made us in His image. Yeah, and in His likeness, yeah. He is the representation of who we are. As He right now, as He is in this world. As he is, so present we. tense, so are we. Yeah. yeah so, John, yeah. We, have, we have about six minutes left or so, five and a half minutes left. What would you say to the ministers and the, and the people that need healed out there as a, as a closing encouragement? Well, I, I'm going to say something a little blunt, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. Get over yourself. Yeah. Get over yourself. It isn't about you. You know, it really isn't. It's all about Jesus and what he has done, and he has finished it. And in that, what do we do? We start looking through the Bible, and and James says this Bible is a mirror, right? Yes. And we look into the mirror. Well, what are you looking for? Tell me, when I grew up, everybody says, well, the Bible is an instruction manual for life. And man, it's a it's a rough instruction manual. Yeah. But when we look at it as a mirror, and we look into the perfect mirror, the perfect law of liberty, what do we begin to see? This is who you are. Yeah. And this is who everybody else is. And in that, we are loved by God. And when yeah. they say love covers a multitude of sins, and who's got greater love than God? I mean, inside of that, it's it's the idea is is that we're the only ones that can see all that junk. When God looks at us, He sees us through the the cross and the blood, and He yep. sees us just like as if He was looking at His Son Jesus. And so yeah. and we're so, we're the only ones that are holding a, a standard up of of how our flesh should measure up to some certain level to to be healed or be a healer. And uh, so with boldness with boldness we go to the throne of grace to receive help in the time of need that's it so boldly come before god without spot without wrinkle perfect you are his bride and he loves you and if you can get a hold of that and you can get a hold of the fact god loves that person you're about ready to minister to and you love them, it changes everything right there. That's right. Yeah. And I think there's a place of freedom in this message, you know, uh, except for the part where you were kind of mean to them. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's 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 a freedom in this message to where I just felt like I needed to start out just asking God to forgive me for thinking that he operated like that. Like, yeah, forgetting. I mean, I've I've been a minister for years and years and years, and I got tricked into some of this, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. And so, we just need to be reminded again of of the power of the cross and how God loves us. And uh, and maybe that would be a good place for you to start too. Is is if you're listening and you've been there too, just tell him, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I 
I believe that you were like that, because I know you're yeah. not. And then do what John just said and change your mind. Change the way you think and uh, go go back and eat some of those words of describing healing, describing the, the cross, describing the righteous, the free gift of righteousness that, that you received. And then, you know, and then receive your healing. Go to, go have somebody that you know, uh, praise and lays hands on the sick and then now go back to them and ask them to agree with you. And if you're a minister and you've, you've lost the, the healing ministry, you've lost the the freedom to, to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. Just ask God to forgive you for what you were thinking and go back yeah. out, do it again in that free gift of righteousness. <laughs> and and also in the free love of God. Yeah. And begin to see people through the eyes of Jesus, that he loves them and he poured himself out for them. That's right. And this isn't about you. This isn't about whether you've got the juice to make it happen. This is about God loving that person. And when you allow the love of God to flow through you, floodgates open up. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's an unlimited access to an unlimited God. There's nothing impo- <laughs> there's, there's there's nothing yeah. impossible with God, and you can you can you can walk and and walk into situations where in normally in the flesh in the natural it would scare you the things that people have wrong with them. But you can walk in there yeah. and go, oh, there's everything's impossible. It's impossible for me to be saved. It's impossible for me to 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 earn that myself to get anything because God's the one that gives it all to us through that cross. Yeah. And so go ahead and just command them to be healed <laughs> and watch what God'll do. And so that we're we're about thirty seconds out from having to end, John. A closing comment. Open your heart to the love of God and pray Ephesians 1, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know the confident expectation of what he's already spoken over you. Amen. And done that for everybody. (laughs) Thank you, John, for being on the show with me today. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure, Scott. Always enjoy sharing the good news. All right. And thank you all for listening to another Outpouring International podcast. We'll see you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Outpouring International podcast. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at outpouringintl.com. We'll see you later.